Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. How are you going? Doing pretty good. I've got a joke for you. Okay. Let's hear it. Why can't Trump stay in the White House anymore? Because he's not president? Because it's for Biden. <laughs> <laughs> like forbidden. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's good. It's good. Topical. Yeah. Yeah. Inauguration day in the US happened recently. Yeah. I also like those super rude Trump jokes you told me off air <laughs> that you're worried might get you assassinated. So I was more worried that they were inappropriate. Like we'd, we'd end up with a little E for explicit. Oh, do we not put the explicit? We don't put that on. Oh, Apple, I th- actually, that? I think we have to say that. But if, if people complain, maybe they add the E. Then, I don't know. I've never looked. In. Well, we're about to get started, but this is an explicit podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> cover your ears, children. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's dive into it. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. And we are the Two Drunk Accountants. Two drunk accountants. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, so, I was just a second behind you. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are probably tuning in right now and their heart is racing, their hands yeah. are sweaty and they're yeah. thinking, I could be in here. Yeah, that's right. We could be naming names. We could be naming names. That are going to take home a scarf. Specifically one name. <laughs> yeah, a scarf or, or an apology. You're right, now, actually. We do. I don't know what's worth more, the scarf or the apology. Yeah, we've, we've had entrances to both. Um, yeah. However, I'm here to announce that we are extending the deadline for these things. Now, Ooh. this is for a number of reasons, right? Okay. The first reason is I discovered after we initially said this is that a lot of the... Um, apps that people use actually don't allow you to leave a review just at just really just apple podcasts okay well so I have, we, we have people who listen to spotify for instance yeah. and uh they can't leave a review so yeah, if that's the case love, they can love hard us yes that, that doesn't mean they're going to enter the competition exactly so if that is the case if you're like hey i want it i want this scarf but mm. i can't enter it send us a message or yeah, that would still count and and we'll post it that would still definitely that count. would count oh yeah so, sure. send, send us a message on any of our socials. That's just made it a lot easier. Yeah, exactly. For people to get involved here. So, send us the best review you have either on Apple Podcasts or via message. Now, we've had a few entrances. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, there's one There's one here. I have a uh, screenshot of it. Actually, Dan, did you mm. want me to read read <laughs> this one out? Yeah, this 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 is the front runner. <laughs> the front runner, which is, which is a sad state of affairs, to be yeah. honest. So, uh, it's called More Reviews of Cold Meat. Mm-hmm. It says, hey guys, I'm a long-time fan of the podcast. I have one little gripe though. I was just wondering if you guys could review more cold meats. Not a massive segment, possibly just half the runtime of the podcast each week. <laughs> That's reasonable. Yeah. Uh, I've come up with a name for it too. It could be called Hot Takes on Cold Meats. <laughs> I think this could really help the podcast grow to a wider audience of people interested in both growing their business and fine cold meats such as Devon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim and Dan. Love your work. Regards, Cy Jingleton. <laughs> well, Cy, you're lucky um, because I've got a big surprise for you. It's time for Cold Meats <laughs> Hot Takes. <laughs> I believe it was de- I believe it was Hot Takes on Cold Meats. <laughs> yeah, that's what other I- way. <laughs> uh, so, Tim, what's your opinion on um, salami? Look. I'm a big fan of the salumi. Do you say salumi or salami? I say salami. Ah, uh, okay. I'm mm. kind of more traditional mm. with my pronunciation. Oh, okay. Of the salumi. Yeah, okay. Um, look, 
uh, you can get that really nice. Um, I think it's like I can't think of it. It starts with a P. It's not. It's not prosciutto. It's like provador ham or something like that mm. in Italy. Like mm. that's that is the shit. That's mm. the finest cold meat. And that is around. our hot take <laughs> on cold meats. <laughs> there you what go. a segment. There you go, Sai. <laughs> All for you, mate. All for you. Look. Now, if you want to be like Sai, make sure you get in there and review us. Now, sure. get in there early because it does take a number of days for Apple to actually put that up. But obviously, mm. if you're sending us a message, um, it's going to come to Australia. So, even better, if you want to write your review, mm. take a quick snapshot of what you sent and message that to us, we're going to get it faster. Look, if you, even if you don't want to review the podcast, you just want to review my golf swing or something, mm. feel free. Do that. Maybe we should post a picture of my golf swing, Dan. Yeah. And we can just, everyone can tear it to pieces. Yeah. It'll be like those Twitter things where it's like, you know, um, comment this. Yeah. And it, <laughs> yeah. And people will just tear into it for I a was while. reading one this morning. It was an actual PGA player was yeah. tearing people's swings to shreds. <laughs> they just send their really horrible swings to him. He's like <laughs> he just tears them apart. That's funny. It's fantastic. Anyway, so everyone listening currently, press pause, send us a message, write a review because yeah. you're going to want this scarf. We're just going to even like put a little tiny pause in here for you to hit pause now. And now. <laughs> Make sure you like do it. Send a message. Review the podcast. Review the podcast. <laughs> and there we go. You should have uh, had enough time then to, to jump in and, and review the podcast. I don't know about you, Dan, but something in the back of my head was telling me to review a podcast. Yeah, so I just had something, you know, just telling me. I don't know what it was, but it was a, just an intuition, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> Uh, All right, so today's episode of the podcast yep. is uh, something that a lot of people talk about or, or, they, or they wonder how they can do it because there was some mm. stat I heard a number of years ago, which okay. is like 30% of businesses or something are considering leaving their accountant. It's a lot. Uh, I don't know if that stat is up to date, but I did hear that once. So, the interesting thing that a lot of people don't know though is how do you actually change accountants? Yeah. And it's a question people ask. How do I change accountants? Sometimes it's know. a scary thing. It mm. can be a scary thing for people to consider. So, we're going to go through that in some detail um, in the main part of our podcast. But first of all, business update. No, well, Tim and Dan though. Oh, yeah. Shit. Sorry. Explicit. Damn it, Dan. Uh, Tim. What, what is, is the, the Tim and Dan? Dan. Yeah. How you fingernails going, mate? Good. Thanks. Because nice and short. I have a little Tim and Dan low for all the <laughs> listeners this week. I was at a nice Teams meeting. Let's just imagine Zoom. This is Zoom, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Dan and I were chatting. Mm. And uh, instead of showing the camera towards his face, it was just pointing towards his chest. Mm. And all of a sudden, Dan's fingers start heading over to the nails. The nails on his fingers. <laughs> And ripping them off yeah. one by one. Just rip them off. Right in my face. Right on my phone. Let's just be I'm clear. I'm to talk to you, Dan. Th- let's be clear, dear listeners. It wasn't the entire nail. It was the, you know, like I was trimming my nails. Trimming I was trimming nails my nails. By hand. By hand. Which makes me want to bath, by the way. Mm. Just like watching that. Brute force Disgu- is dis- what did it. It's really disgusts me. So, I, I no, don't find it that disgusting. Not only are you known now as sock mop. <laughs> <laughs> Fingernail man. Trims his nails with his fingers. <laughs> I don't know. Something disgusting. But uh, yeah. That, that, that's no good, Dan. Sock mop. That's no good. Sock mop's definitely a better name. Yeah. Uh, Tim, I don't find it as good. It's kind of like the old tale of you know someone with hair on their head. Mm. You're not that disgusted by it. But as soon as that hair <laughs> is no longer attached to their head, <laughs> it's where the hell did that come from? <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's the same with the nails. You have no problem shaking a hand with someone when COVID wasn't a thing. Yeah. You know, you have no problem shaking hands. No problem. And, but, but that nail, that's, that's all that is. It's part of their hand, Tim. That's just gross. But, but as soon as that nail's off, ugh. It's the thought of the feeling of you just, you just, you just got in there and you just started ripping them off and it was way too liberal for me, okay? I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's gross. I use clippers, yeah. all right? Mechanical device. Dan's tied us tip. Rip them off yourself. Honestly, Save like, money on clippers. if the world ended mm. and I was the last man alive, you know, I would have to find a chemist to get clippers <laughs> yeah, to, to trim my nails. You'd have fingernails like a meter long. Seriously, I would. <laughs> I cannot do what you did. Uh, that's good. Cool. Yeah, that's Tim and Dan. So I had my nails trimmed and Tim was disgusted. That was our week. <laughs> Dan made me want to bath yeah. watching it on a Zoom meeting. Thank you, Dan. You're welcome. Anytime. You. Anytime. All right, Tim. Business update. Got a few things to go through today. Um, business update. Sponsored by Cats Accountants. Sponsored by Cats Accountants. <laughs> we don't have a theme song. <laughs> we should create one. Yeah, we should. But yeah, today's uh, Cats Accountants business update. Mm. Got a few quickly. So if you're an accountant, you would have been bombarded with emails um, recently about the uh, court's decision, the federal court's decision um, around some uh, JobKeeper decisions. So, Mm -hmm. basically what's happening is the ATO took stances on Mm. the legislation that was passed Mm. and that's what they would you know, accept or deny job cable ap- applications on, except mm. these things were never actually, haven't been tested in court. Yeah. And now that's happening. So yep. there are some people who were denied job keeper or told they could no longer receive it because of X, Y, or Z. Mm. And they disagreed. Mm. So they took it to court and they said, I'm going to challenge this because I think that the ATO's interpretation of that is incorrect. Yep. And the results of these things are actually starting to be found so it's really cool actually it's interesting to watch yeah it is very interesting to watch because normally these things would happen over time like you don't yeah. you, you know these got thrown through courts yeah. um the um, legislation so quickly that yeah. they weren't there wasn't time to test these things yeah and as an accountant using the the i guess the principles they set out at the time mm. i definitely think it was unclear yeah i definitely questioned some of the decisions that mm. they were making by denying people to get job keeper yeah as well so i think we did that on the podcast we, we did like, yeah they're sending letters out, cancelling people's JobKeeper based on a rule that they said was okay yeah. to begin with. Exactly. So, so I'm glad someone is pursuing this. So this this particular decision was around um, the requirement for the business owner to have an ABN at 12 March to qualify for job, JobKeeper. Mm. Um, and the ATO kind of came back and said, well, it's satisfied if the ABN was backdated to before that date, so it even wasn't, afterwards. It wasn't the ATO though, was it? It was the AAT? Yeah, the, so the AAT the, concluded. Yeah, so this is the like tribunal. a tribunal basically yeah. that is reviewing the case between the taxpayer and the ATO. Yeah. So they've ruled in favour of the taxpayer. Of the taxpayer. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so the ATO have now appealed that mm. and said, no, we disagree with that. Mm. Um, and basically they've said to everybody, um, any case that was being reviewed on that basis is on hold. If you want a determination, we're sticking to what we think yeah. it is um, yeah. and we'll just wait and see what happens. Yeah, that's it. So, we, we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, definitely, we already had a few clients of mine. We'll, yeah. We're going to go back and ask the ATO, hey, yeah. can you re-review this? Yeah, exactly. Because they would have, if, if before now, mm. if you'd asked the ATO to review the decision they'd made, they would have mm. said, no, you don't yeah. get JobKeeper. Mm. But you could reopen that now. Yeah, and and potentially, if their appeal fails, then a lot more people could get JobKeeper. And and like and to be fair, that was 
and we said this from the beginning, you know, the, the idea of JobKeeper was to get money to people mm. during that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the ATO had to draw some lines somewhere and this yeah. was one that is currently being tested. So, kind of makes sense to me. Like if they didn't have an ABM, but they were eligible to have one because they were fulfilling all the, the requirements. Well, uh, one of the other things, and this was for cash flow boost as well, was that um, you were you had to have required to have sent information to the ATO before that date. Mm. But if your first lodgement wasn't, uh, so you had maybe and you were trading before 12 March, but yeah. your first lodgement was the March Baz, yeah. then you weren't eligible, yeah. even though you were in business and trading during that it's, time. It's <sighs> it's a weird stance as well. So and I dumb. wouldn't be surprised if that one is also tested. I hope so. I hope so. <coughs> because then heaps of people will get that one as well. Uh, so the other interesting headlines I'll just quickly throw at you, which are interesting. ATO data match motor vehicle regos to identify those driving the cash economy. Oh. That's interesting. I wonder what that means. Yeah, so it'll enable it to uh, acquire motor vehicle registry data from the state and territory motor vehicle registry authorities. Uh, the ATO estimates records relating to approximately 1.5 million individuals would be attained for each year. Mm. And it'll identify a vehicle that has been transferred or newly registered. And the purchase price or market value is equal to or greater than $10,000. Okay. So... So, so, basically, they're going to be looking for people who've bought cars in cash for more than $10,000. Correct. And, they, and they're going to be asking the people who bought the car, where did you get that cash from? Correct. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Um, you know yeah, what? I like it. I like it too. I like it too. Mm. Uh, JobKeeper extension number two has started, obviously. Um, keep in mind for that. And yeah. something that we'll talk about soon as well is the job maker, um, the hiring credit. That mm, starts as well. The first definitely. payments for that start in February. So, definitely, definitely. we'll talk about that. So, that's just another thing as well to, um, cool. to mention. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, Tim, do you have a Tardos tip? Yes. Let me just access my little list. Of my, my tip list, I'll call it. Let's see what we got here, Dan. I've got a good other thing for this week as well. Quite ready for that. So, uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay, here's a good Tardos tip. Here's a good Tardos tip. Mm. Uh, I'm going to call it Frisbee Golf. <laughs> Frolf. Frolf. Yeah. So, you want an outdoor activity? Yeah. Do you want it to be nice and cheap and mm. outdoor and fun? I do. Why don't you try Frisbee Golf? I love Frisbee Golf. There are plenty of free courses available for you to go and take your own Frisbee, which isn't expensive. Mm-hmm. Play a bit of frisbee golf. Is, are there just like parks out there that there have is. that have hole numbers? There's one near us. There's one at Morissette. Really? Yeah. I'm definitely going to go play some frisbee golf. So. I love frisbee golf. So uh, that is my tip. Yeah. And th this works too. So if you've ever been to Queenstown, mm. you know that you can play frisbee golf almost for free. All you have to do mm. is hire the, the, frisbee. Uh, the frisbee. If you took your own frisbee, it would be free. That's right. Mm. That would be like 20 bucks mm. to buy a frisbee. Mm. So... Um, Tardos tip for a bit of fun, outdoor activity. Don't need that much skill either. Mm, no. Frisbee golf. Yeah, I want to I wanna snowball this. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah please do. Please Dan's do. dollar savers, I'm going to throw out of here. Mm. Just like national parks. National parks, they're, they're really good. Or, even uh, state parks. State parks. State or, forests. Or, or even um, or just like community spaces that, that are free. So, mm. right now on the Central Coast, we're facing a problem... Um, our council has gone under True. because it True spent True too that. much money. 
Um, and and one of the things that is being discussed is selling off a lot of the mm. um, council land which it owns, which is parks and things. But they're really valuable spaces. Yeah, and they're free most of the time. Wonder, so I would love to see a list of the spaces actually they're thinking of getting rid of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so concerning. it is concerning. So it, it is something to to think about. Um, go out and use the outdoor spaces that we have available free. to us. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's yeah. like sometimes you need national parks passes and yeah. things, but but most of the time your community spaces and things mm. they're free. Go use them. The state the state forests are really good. Mm. You can camp there for free. Yeah. Too. So, yeah. Nice one, Dan. We have a beautiful country. We do. Go play some frisbee golf mm. or go for a walk. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Perfect. You know what's cool about State Forest, Dan? What? You can take your dog. Yeah, that's nice. Mm. That's good. Dogs allowed. Mm. Not in national parks. But in state forests. Yeah, that's right. What's our local state forest? Uh, there's two around here. The Wadigans. Mm. And there's another one. Mm. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Let's move on to our main topic for the day. How do you change accountants? How do I change accountants, Dan? Because I'm not very happy with my accountant at the moment. they Look, it feels like they don't prioritize me. They always leave my lodgement to last. They leave my lodgement to last. They're not very proactive. I yeah. was on a Zoom call with him the other day and he was ripping his really, nails off really in front of me. Really disgusting. He was ripping his fingernails off. You don't do... That's not... I don't want any part etiquette. of it. No, yeah. I'm not having any part of that. Yeah. I'd like to change accountants, Dan. Mm. How do I change from you as my accountant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair question. Um, the first thing um, that I would do is, is try and... Think about what you actually want from an accountant. Yeah. Because the first step is you're thinking you're a bit unhappy. Mm. Um, so, w- what, what is it that I want? What am I unhappy about? What do I want? That's right. I think you, you're right, Dan. I think, first of all, you need to write a list of what you aren't currently getting. Mm. And then that'll give you... And, and then a list of what you want. Mm. They'll be closely linked. Then that will give you two options. You either take that to your existing accountant mm. and you say, hey, I'm changing for these reasons, mm. which is really valuable yeah, as, as, as someone in business um, to be given that sort of feedback mm. is priceless. Yeah. It's not your most enjoyable thing mm. to experience that. No. It definitely hurts your pride and your ego. A but little the bit feedback like, is but good. But you need it. You yeah. need it so you can fix things up and do a better job. Yeah. So that's really important. Um, but then, yeah. Then you've also got a list that you can go to Potentially someone else Mm. who might be willing to offer you that kind of service. Yeah. So, another thing to do then as well is think about, well, what work have I currently got on with my accountant? Mm. Is that partway through? Is it completed? Do I have a bill coming up? Because a lot of people might want to change accountants and then realize they've got this bill because the work's mostly done. Yeah. Um, So, figuring where you are up to with that kind of stuff is important as well before you make a change anywhere. That's true. That's true. Uh, You... Generally, if you've got something in progress with your accountant, it's better to just leave them to finish it off. Yeah. Otherwise, you may end up owing them for that work that they've partly done. And another accountant and paying the another same one thing. to do yeah. the exact same thing. So, yep. most good accountants would be like, well, do you have anything in progress with them? Mm. If you do, let them finish it off. Yep. And then do a nice clean handover. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah. So, these are the things to consider first. Uh, the next thing is finding an accountant that you think mm. mit, uh, meets those criteria. That's right. Yeah. So, how would you go about doing that, Dan? Yeah. Like we've read, uh, I think we did another episode of the podcast, which was about like what makes a good accountant or something. And mm. and and from memory, there was this article that was like things that you should ask your accountant. Mm. And one of them was like, 
what's their lodgement percentage <laughs> and thing and there's things that are, you shouldn't care about really yeah, yeah. um as yeah. long as they lodge your stuff yeah. that's good <laughs> yeah exactly um but really what you should be looking for is you know obviously the, the easy things to just have a look at their websites yep. um see what kind of information they've got testimonials of mm. people telling you things that mm. you also want have a chat with them on the phone and discuss that list of things that you like mm. and don't like about mm. your your account that you are moving from. Mm. Um, tell them about the services you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, every account it may not be for every business. Yeah, and that's that's something to remember as well. And that's equally to remember about the accountant that you're leaving and the account that you're going to. Mm. Not like not every accountant is right for every business. Mm. Certain accountants deal in certain ways, they have certain attitudes that might fit yours a bit better. Mm. Um, they might be the kind of accountant that just wants to, you know, quick job, get your tax return out and done and save you a bit of tax and that's all you want. They might outsource. They might outsource to the Philippines. That's an important question. So, And that, that is a very important question to ask because a lot of people don't know this, but mm. it is a very common thing in the accounting industry mm. to outsource the work, it which is, is ridiculous um, mm. when you think about it because you're going to an accountant to get this work you're done. You're already outsourcing it. Yeah, and <laughs> they're not actually doing it a lot of the time. What they do is they become your client manager. They, mm. they facilitate it. They review the work. They mm. handle the harder stuff. Um, and they might do some advisory kind of work with you, but the tax compliance is often done overseas. Yeah. So, a very important question to ask any prospective accountant is, who does my work? Yeah. Because it is common as well that it might not be the person you're speaking to. It could mm-hmm. be someone in the team does the work yeah. and they work as a team. So, for instance, in our office, yeah. uh, more often than not, Tim, Tim or I will be your client manager mm-hmm. in that will be your point of contact most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be doing your advisory meetings and helping you with your business and help you grow in those mm. strategic level things. But your tax and compliance might be done by a member of our team mm. here in the office, yep. still here, not not um, anything overseas and we're not outsourcing, it's done here. Mm. Um, but other people in the team will send you questions from time to time. Yep. And so just making sure you're actually asking, hey, who does my work? What yep. can I expect? Yep. That you're- is an important question. That's right. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's going to save any disappointment if you do end up deciding to go with an accountant and then later find out that the uh, work is being done by the junior or mm. by someone uh, in an offshore country. Yeah. So, there's that. Uh, what else? I guess you want to figure out uh, your preferred mode of communication. Yeah. Communication is key. So, that's going to be a fundamental part of the relationship, which mm-hmm. we'll get to next. But Yep. Um, communication. So, do you prefer face-to-face meetings? Yeah. Do you prefer phone calls or emails mm-hmm. or texts? Yeah. Not every account is going to give you their mobile phone number. Yeah. Um, what sort of communication do you want? And then on a broader level, what sort of relationship are you hoping to have yeah. with your accountant? Because that's going to, I guess, um, derive... Or give you some direction mm. um, in terms of what firm you're going to choose. Mm. So, if you want a really close-knit, high support, um, high advice type relationship, then perhaps you're going for a more higher cost, higher service um, accountant. Yeah. If you just want a DIY type service, just, you know, like you, like you said before, Dan, just mm. do the tax once a year nice and quick. Yeah. You're probably just looking for the cheapest yeah, exactly. accountant you can get that's yeah. going to do a sound job of yeah, the work. Yeah, that's right. And so you're looking for, you know, minimum qualifications in that circumstance. You know, is this person a CA or a CPA? 
um, you can assume then they've got to follow certain quality standards. So whatever, you know, the lowest person in that category fee-wise is who I'm going for. Um, But as Tim said before, if you want someone that has that close relationship, you want them to be proactive, you want Mm -hmm. them to get in touch with you, um, to prompt you, to help you push in the business in your right direction, Mm -hmm. um, then that is obviously a premium service. That's what you're looking for. Mm. So there's a few things there that we've we've run through. Um, How would you then go about approaching accountants yeah uh, so a number of ways so you could have been referred to that person so you might mm, um that person might give you give sorry give the accountant your details True. to say hey this person's looking for an accountant or simply call them email yep. them, them to call. say hey my name's so-and-so i'm looking for an accountant can we have a chat and yep. the first step will normally just be that over the phone quick chat about your business what you're looking for uh, if it looks like you're going to be the right fit at that point, generally you'll progress to a face-to-face or a Zoom meeting um, where you go into a lot more detail then. Yep, for sure. So let's say then um, that you've done that. Something to think about for the longer term is not just the kind of service and the kind of communication you want, but the kind of, I guess, attitude to business that that accountant has as mm, well. Yep. Because there are a lot of, you know, um, there are a lot of, different ways that you can approach your business and your lifestyle that you're after and choosing the right accountant in that category can really help that yeah for sure so for instance uh you know there might be an accountant there who specializes in you know um, sustainability or Mm. environmental impacts or non-for-profits or something like that and that's the kind of direction you're looking at that's where you want to go so that kind of person you know they're not a specialist in that area but that is something that they enjoy and they work on themselves so great that's, yep. They're going to help you there. Nice. There might be somebody who is really just a go-getter, you know, startup. Let's get out there and sell, sell, sell and work yep. a million hours. And, yep. you know, you, you get in what you put, so you get out what you put in and all that <laughs> stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, go with them. Yes. <laughs> so, that yeah. first meeting should give you an idea of what that person mm. is like and if yeah. that suits what you're like. Yeah, true. And don't be surprised if the accountant is also sussing you out yeah. in that regard. So, Absolutely. Um, I know more and more that's what we're doing mm. with leads that are coming through, prospect, prospective new clients. Mm. Um, it is not an automatic, you are a client. Yeah, um, sure. We have to get along with you. We need to think that you're going to be the right fit for our style of mm. working um, and see that you um, have a high value on the support and service we can offer you. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so, um, so, yeah, there, there's probably, depending on, what accountant you want and what type of relationship you want, you might also want to sell yourself a little bit. Yeah. Them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As a like enticing prospect. Yeah. I think if both of you are open and honest about mm. what kind of client relationship that you want, mm. you'll quickly realize if you're a match or not. Yeah. I mean, like if, you, <laughs> if you're describing your work and relationship as something that's going to be really difficult and messy mm. and, and hard... Don't be surprised if you keep getting accounts that can give you high quotes or <laughs> yeah. uh, are not very responsive to your demands to come and use their services. Yeah, exactly. Whereas if you, you know, you've got a really interesting business and you want to go on a journey and you want a relationship and you treat an accountant with respect, they're going to be super keen to work with you. Mm, absolutely. So, there's actually a little bit of selling yourself when yeah. you're going to see a new accountant, I would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> So, we've spoken a lot here, but really the step so far is realize what you want, mm. call around. Call around, find find the accountant you're happy with, yeah. that they're happy with you as well. So, let's say you've got to that step, you've spoken to someone, 
you're like, yes. All right. And the part is, this is the part where people often feel very uncomfortable because it's like, you know, they've almost cheated on their accountant a little bit. They've gone out there and they've spoken to another accountant. They realize, hey, I want to be in a relationship with these people instead of these people. Mm. Um, And they get to this point, they go, oh, now this is awkward. What do I do? It's actually quite simple. So, the best way to approach it, in my mind, is you should probably go speak to your accountant. A lot of people might not want to do this, but as long as your relationship is still fine, you can go to that person and say, hey, listen, thank you so much for your effort for Mm. this, this, and this reason. Um, I've decided to go with a different accountant at the moment. Um, They'll be in contact with you soon because that is the next step for accountants Yes, is that we actually send a notice to your previous accountant that says, we've been approached by this client Mm. who you've acted for um, to be their accountant. Um, Do you have any ethical objections to Mm. us taking over that? Now, that is alarm bell number one. If your new accountant isn't talking about doing that Mm. or doesn't do that, that is a big concern for me. Yes, for me as well. Because that's that's just um, ethics 101 for accountants. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's a safeguard essentially. Mm. So, accountants should be doing this uh, for a few reasons. Yeah. Uh, one, um, accounting is all about advice. Mm-hmm. So, if you're giving advice that someone doesn't like and therefore they want to change and go somewhere else, mm-hmm. then it's an opportunity for an accountant to disclose that. Yeah. So, if an example of that might be, let's say that the reason the accountant's changing, sorry, the client is changing is because you've told them there's a specific tax ruling that they're not happy with that means they owe tax. Yeah. And they're just leaving because they want to do the dodgy and not pay it. That's right. That accountant can then say, hey... I've advised the client of this reason. Yeah. Um, they're coming to you because they don't want to pay it. Yeah. Then that is an opportunity for us to then go, listen, we don't want any part of that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, then yeah, there's there's lots of other things like if they're involved in criminal activities or... If um, you owe the other accountant money yeah, is a big one. That is a big one. That's one of the big reasons behind the letter. So, yeah, uh, yeah I guess um, clients potentially want to leave their accountant mm. um, because they owe them fees that they can't afford to pay or don't mm. want to pay. Yeah. So, which is fair enough as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that can create a mess for the new accountant. Yeah. So, that's a, that's a chance to, to get that um, out in the open yep. and, and finalize that matter mm-hmm. as well. Um, can you think of any other reasons why there would be an ethical objection? Well, the the next kind of practical reason around it is that it also gives an opportunity for the previous accountant to pass on documents mm. to the new accountant. Exactly. So, assuming there's no assuming objection. there's no objection, and you know, ninety percent of the time no. there is no objection. Exactly. Um, so, what happens then is with the letter you send a list of, can you please provide me with the following? And it would normally be previous years, financials and tax returns, mm. if you hold their ASIC register, because mm. there's a whole bunch of documents you probably don't even think about your accountant holds because they just deal with it. Yeah. And that would be things like tax returns, financial statements, um, company registers, yep. all that stuff that need to be updated regularly yep. that you don't think about, they hold and work for you. Yep. So, it's an opportunity then for the new accountant to say to the old accountant, can you please forward that through to me yep. so I can start managing that for you? Yep, for sure. Now, you don't have to necessarily get that off your old accountant. If you have mm. all of those documents there, then you can send it to your new accountant. Exactly. The objection letter should still happen, but then yep. your, your new accountant might not be requesting anything, assuming yeah. you have, say, your um, company folder yep. that has all your constitution data in it or your, your family trust, your, your trust deed. Yep. Um, if you hold all of that information, then you can just give that mm. to your new accountant. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, it can, you know, oftentimes your accountant's holding that for you. Mm-hmm. So there's a transfer that needs to happen there. Yeah. Which can take maybe a week or two. Yeah, exactly. There's sometimes a little bit of a turnaround on that. Yeah, you'll be funny. It <laughs> you, you probably won't um, think this is too unusual that a client leaving generally goes to the bottom of your list of tasks to be done. Yeah, strange that. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's it's not uh, uncommon for the new, uh, for the previous accountant to be unresponsive for a couple of days yeah. to get back to you with stuff because is, they're dealing with current clients, which and, is fair enough. Yeah, and which is another reason to do it on good terms. Exactly. Uh, you, you definitely want cooperation. Mm. And there's no need to be nasty no, about these things. Definitely no and need to pass be nasty. on feedback where yeah. possible. That's going to help them. Yeah. Um, but let's not be narky. So right? if if you're um, really chicken, or you have a bad relationship with the accountant, you can just wait for the ethical objection to be sent, and that's notifying it is. them. And that does happen from time to it time. Does. Yeah. That people are just too nervous to come tell you that they're leaving. Yeah. So the previous accountant sends the ethical objection. The first thing you know about a client leaving is that letter yes. that turns up. Yes. It does happen. It does. Um, you can do that. Yeah. But it's better. It's always better in my mind. I feel so much better if someone calls me. A, yeah. And says, "Hey, I'm thinking about changing the accountant. Mm. You're going to receive a letter. Mm. You know, it's not that I don't like you. It's just yeah. that I felt like I was getting." Something different over here. That's fine. Also be wary. Often, uh, your accountant that you're leaving may fight tooth and nail to keep you. Yeah. So, if you have decided to leave, then be resolute with that. Yeah. But if you are just using it as a ploy to get better fees or better service, Mm. well, shame on you. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, that the actual process of that is quite simple. So, really, you go to the new accountant, you agree, you sign on to them. You'll, ha- you'll have to sign an engagement letter of some description with the new accountant. They'll send the ethical objection letter. The old accountant writes back. At that point, your new accountant says, great, we're now your accountants. Yep. Here's the other documents I need from you. Yep. And if, you know, if, if there's things not provided by the accountant, they might need just basic details like your address, emails, tax, all, file, number. tax file numbers, all those kind of things that you'd need um, to get across and ready. That's actually a good example. Tax file number is one of those ones these days that mm-hmm. unless you've got it written down, say, in your zero file because you're an employee of your own business, yeah. a lot of people cannot access their own tax file number these days because of privacy rules. Yeah. So, that's actually a good example of one which you might want to get from your accountant Yeah. Um, over the phone. Over the down. phone. You can't email them you these days. Them. It's, yeah. it's illegal. So, the, the other, you just raised a really good point, Tim, is that your old accountant might hold your zero subscription. So, or whatever other software you might be using. So, what needs to happen then is as part of the ethical objection, it would also say, please transfer whatever subscription you hold for them through to us. Yep. Um, and if, if your accountant holds it, if they don't, you need to invite your new accountant yep. and remove your old one. Exactly. And that actually sometimes, sometimes, you know, years later, you're like, what the hell is this zero? Am I still invited as a user in this zero file? There was one today that yeah. I saw going through our list. And I was like, they, yeah, they're no longer a client of mine. <laughs> Why? And we, we don't hold the subscription, but, yeah, but, we're invited. but I'm invited into their file. So like, I didn't look at it. Data. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a bad idea if you left on bad terms with your accountant. It is. Because yes. then they could really screw you over. <laughs> But anyway, um, so you can see that it's not a really difficult process. Mm. Um, it's kind of just about communicating, mm. knowing what you want, 
get the formal process to happen, mm. get documents, move the documents, yeah. which if you're organized and you have a lot of your document, documents anyway, yeah. super easy. Yeah. Um, and then sail off into the sunset. Yeah. And be it's happy a, forever. It's not too difficult of a process if you just approach it and say, I want to go here, here's why. Mm. And then most of the rest happens in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, the, your new accountant will add you to their tax agent listing mm. or their ASIC listing. Um, there's a few documents you might need to sign here or there, but it's not too difficult. Beautiful. There you go. I just changed accountants, Dan. Yeah. I am through with you. Send my documents over <laughs> to Tim Garth, Cat's Accountants, please. All right. I will do. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I've been the one lodging our company return at the last minute the last few years. Yes. So, uh, you haven't made me a priority, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, I've got four months to prove yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm different. Good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck with that. Don't worry. I haven't lodged any of my tax returns yet this year. <laughs> I've so. lodged mine, my individual one. I haven't lodged that. All my super fund. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's how you change accountants. That's the end of our main Woo. topic for the week. Tim, do you have another thing this week? I have definitely got another thing this week because... Ooh. Last week, I didn't, and I felt a bit salty about that. Mm. So, this week, I'm going to suggest everyone who has Netflix to watch a great show mm. called Night Stalker. Yeah, right. I think you mentioned this to me. It's super creepy. Mm. It's about a serial killer in LA in the 80s. Mm. Ah, okay. uh, serious. It heard me say the word serial. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yes. And so, um, this guy, freaking creepy as, he would just like find a house that was unlocked or something and go in and murder or assault, sexually assault or, mm. you know, worse to people. It's like the Golden State Killer. Yes, a lot like that. And he was just roaming free for like mm. a year in the 80s until they finally caught him. I'm not up to that bit yet, but... Mm. Basically, it's the detectives, the main detectives who are on the case. Mm. And there was like, at one point, 200 police officers trying to find this guy. So, uh, in a task force. So, yeah, really interesting stuff. A little bit gory, a little bit intense, but like very gripping, very real. Sounds good. It's really good. I would definitely recommend it. And the main thing that's different about this guy is that he didn't do the same thing over and over. Mm. Other than breaking into people's houses. Yeah. He also kidnapped children and assaulted them. Didn't kill them though. Ugh. And sometimes he chose to kill the people. Sometimes he chose not to kill the people. And on several occasions, he shot people in the head. And for some reason, just luckily, they didn't die. Like the bullet ricocheted off something. And they were actually able to get out of bed. Because usually it was middle of the night, night stalker. And chased him out of the house. It's so weird. It's just such a weird story. Um, so, yeah. I rate, up. I rate it. Check it out. It's scary and creepy. And it, it's a good you, reminder to do lock, you lock your doors. doors oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I lock the doors in my windows. I haven't been lately locking my windows, that is. Yeah. I do now. Yeah. They're I, all locked. Any window that is um, man-sized are always locked over nighttime for me. And all my doors, I double-check them before I go to bed. You got to. You got to. Why wouldn't you? It's a crazy world we live in. Why wouldn't you just lock them? Yeah. yeah so, apparently. Night Stalker. Yeah. So, check out the Night Stalker. Definitely recommend it. 
All right, that sounds good. What about you, Dan? Do you have another thing? Yeah, I have another thing this week, Tim. My other thing is um, the NBA League Pass. Hey. Yes. So Hoop, there it is. Hoop, there Hoop, it is. There it is. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, as you know, I'm a recent convert to watching yeah. the NBA. What's your basketball nickname, by the way? Uh, the Colonel. The Colonel? Yeah, because I'm sinking buckets. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So, uh, we we like to sometimes, we have a, a TV upstairs in the office and we just put sports on in the background while we're working just because it adds to the atmosphere. And We like uh, sports. And we like sports. So, the NBA is on at the moment and there's mm. games on every day, mm. but in our uh, KO subscription, Bloody KO. Uh, they only showed a couple of games a week. Not but good enough. Normally, there's like several games a day. Yeah. Definitely. So um, that's the best thing about the NBA. It's yeah, every day. It's every day. So we looked at the uh, league pass, mm. and it was like two hundred and seventy Australian dollars, right? Which you like straight up. You're like, well, that's a decent amount of money. Decent, decent. Um, but then you think, well, hold on, it's mm. every single game mm. of the entire season. And there's more. There's more to it. And there's like that. every team plays seventy games. It's a lot. It's a lot of games. It's a lot of games, right? Mm. Plus the finals, which go for yeah. a, a while as well. Yeah. Um, but the best thing about it, right? Mm. Downloaded the app on the, on the TV, mm. logged in, put on a thing. Four, like 4K, like it was it, crystal clear. Like it looked very good. How good? And then you got to choose what stream you wanted to watch. So there was whatever ha- happened to be on TV. And not every game is on TV, but mm. there was, you know, let's say ESPN's showing this game. So you could choose yeah. the ESPN and watch that. Yeah. Or let's say it was just picking two random teams, Raptors, Bucks, yep. right? Uh, you could watch the Raptors mm. feed or you could watch the Bucks feed because they might have their own commentators. So good. I wish the AFL had this. I wish. So, if you're a massive Raptors fan, you're going to watch the Raptors feed because you're going to hear the ins Definitely. and outs and they're going to have know their stuff about their team. 100%. And- I, I hate the commentators. Yeah. AFL. I mute the TV yeah. because... Because Essendon's always losing, yeah. and they've got some really bad opinion on Essendon and yeah. their players. Just so. Eddie Maguire talking over it. It is. Again. He's the yeah. Collingwood president. <laughs> he bloody commentates Essendon games. What the hell? So, so yeah, I love the thought of that. Yeah. I think that is brilliant. I just thought, and, and it's such a brilliant um, revenue source for yeah. the NBA. Yeah. Because how many people would do that? Heaps, right? They're controlling their own broadcast they rights. They control their own broadcast rights. So, not only is ESPN and TNT and mm. the other places are broadcasting some of these um, yeah. games, yeah. but then they're probably having to pay ESPN mm. to then play it through their app. But, yeah. but you can watch whatever feed you want. And how many people would buy... Like, it, like yeah. ESPN and TNT would be paying millions mm. for the broadcast yeah. rights, right? Yeah. But then the NBA would be earning millions for the same broadcast. Well, let's just let's just put it this way. So it's two hundred, let's just say two hundred fifty yeah. Australian mm. for a person. So two fifty. Let's just say there's a million subscriptions. <laughs> yeah, it's already two hundred and fifty million. Yeah, and I think there'd probably be a million subscriptions easily. Yeah. Oh, look at the population in America. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that helps them. Whereas population Australia, price, yeah. you know, our population is only 20 million. But they have the whole world. There's not just America this, as well. This is something that... There's, probably, there's this, probably a million Australian subscribers. Why doesn't Essendon have an Essendon... Uh, sorry, an Essendon... Essington. Um, Essington. An Essendon subscribe, right, where you pay 20 bucks a month and you get a couple podcasts and each week 
live stream I would with be, their commentators. You'd pay for that, I'd right? I'd be all over that. Uh, you could like add it onto smell. your membership for 20 bucks. That'd be amazing. Or something. I'd be, on, I'd be on that for sure. For People sure. would do that. Yeah. They should look at it. The good and this is why um, the Atlassian guys bought part of the jazz. Yeah. Because they said the NBA is a leader in tech. They've yeah. been streaming games since the 90s. Yeah. So, they were, they oh, were onto... The, the app is brilliant. It works fantastic, almost better than like Netflix. Like, it, it works very well. It does. Yeah. It shows you the life scores. Yeah. As well. Stats. So you can, like pick your games. And yeah. Yeah. Different languages. Big fan. There's minis. Minis, you get to recap the games, the ones you make, because you can't watch every game. There's so many games. Um, but you can recap a few. It's pretty epic. It's amazing. I like it. I like it a lot. Anyway, that was my other thing this week. Good other thing. Go to the 76ers. All right, <laughs> everybody. Uh, make sure that you give us a, re- a review and a rating. <laughs> what did you just say? A review or a rating. <laughs> did you say give us a root? <laughs> no, that's not what I said. Um, give us a review and a rating and make sure you're sending them to us because we might not see them either straight away or if it's on Spotify at all. Um, so make sure you send us a message with a review because we're going to pop them up in our stories yeah. and the winner gets a handmade scarf mm. for whatever that is worth. And you can even like, if you don't want your name to be published with a review, you could put in a phony name, like a real funny one. Yeah. For, um, uh, and I just want to let everyone in a top secret here. Sai Jingleden isn't his name. No, that's <laughs> actually not Sai's name. That's, uh, that is a... It's a made up name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A good one. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dan. Thanks for your time this afternoon. It's been excellent. <laughs> thanks, Dan. Uh, I really <laughs> thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it yeah. looking at your, uh, un- you know, your fingernailless. My uneven fingernails. Disgusting. I'm a real man. Disgusting. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week and catch you later. Catch you later. <laughs>